What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Skate Church Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Shadow, and with me, as always, is my dude, Brandon Baker. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you sounded very, very molasses-like when you entered, so I wanted to I wanted to match that. I was trying to change it up a bit. I was like, like could, I sound, could I sound smooth on the podcast? Or you know. Either way, I'm just smooth. I'm drinking a nice, ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know. We're not being endorsed by Coke or anything like that. But, but if you are listening and you are endorsed by Coke, send it our way. Please do. Oh, man. I'm, about, I'm all about Coca-Cola. Anyway, all that aside, today we are talking about a new lesson, lesson number nine. We are talking about the character of God today in the Skate Church Movement Devo plan. Uh, again, if it's your first time, welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, if you haven't heard, check out SkateChurchMovement.com. You can find 52 weeks worth of Devos on there. Going from everything from why were we created to what is the Bible, who is God, like all these awesome things that are just foundations of our Christian faith and lessons that you can lead for uh, skate church in your local parks. You could do them in Bible studies. You could just use it for yourself for a personal devotional each week. Uh, however you want to use it, it's up to you. But um, yeah, I'm on here. We just talk about each weekly lesson and share it the way that we may be leading in our local skate parks down here in Florida. Yeah, so this week is The Character of God, which was written and submitted by Tyler Dam. And so this is going to be our take on it and what we're going to be somewhat sharing at our skate parks. And to start with that, Derek. Yes. Tell me your uh, first experience at a public skate park, if, if you can remember. Dude, my first time at a public skate park, I was probably 12 years old. And we had a park. We had, we had to drive like 45 minutes to get to the closest skate park. And when I went there... It was like, I always felt so much pressure. Like my dad yeah. would be like, we're not paying money for you just to sk- sit around and not do anything. You got to actually skate the park. And I'm like, oh man, like even there, I felt like I had to make my dad like proud back then. But I would just like kind of walk around. I never knew where to go. There's all these really good guys flying all over the place around me. And it was like a tight, like indoor skate park, super dirty and whatever. But I remember I just played it super safe. I was like, I'm just going to stay in this little tiny section over here with this little box and just try to do something and it's like you want to be impressive, but like you don't know any tricks yet, and you want to roll down the biggest ramp, but you don't know how to roll down a ramp. You've yeah. never even seen a ramp in person before, so I was just terrified. I'm like, what if I look like a fool in front of these guys? What if I fall? What if I like? Will I be accepted by any of these people? Like that was my thought as a 12 year old. And what's funny is somewhere on my Instagram there actually is a clip of me as a 12 year old kid at this park where I thought for once I'm like, dude, I'm cool. Like I I got this now. <laughs> And I actually fell off the top of the ramp. I was just walking across a ramp, and I just fell right off the ramp. Wait, not even on your board? I was just walking. Oh, man. <laughs> and then my dad just laughs maniacally in the video. That's on my Instagram, but not, that's not a plug. But that's just really embarrassing. But moral of the story, it's like as a kid, man, like you're so consumed with those thoughts of how is everyone viewing me? And will my dad get mad at me if I don't like, you know, I don't know, if I don't land anything or if I don't try anything? And so many times, like that's how I can view God is – you know, will God accept me if I go to this place and I don't do what he wants me to do? Or will he love me if I, if I, if I fall, if I screw up, if I sin, like, will God still care about me? Like, will my, will I make my, my father in heaven proud if I, like the acceptance issues were always in my head with skating, but it has been like that in my faith my whole life until really understanding the character of God, like who he actually is, how he really does view me. Like when I found out, am I accepted by God? And that was the real game changer when I discovered that. But I'm very happy that you tied it in that way because it's very common actually for people to view the character of God as something that is a lot more closed off to us. Yeah. It's something that is a lot more 
difficult for us to to achieve to be in front of and we view him as something that is almost bad because we think that he's trying to take us away from who we are Mm -hmm. we don't know how he's viewing us we think he's judging us and we think that we have to get rid of ourselves in order to rightfully follow him which is in a way true but it's also not the whole picture with it you know we always see a media version of god where it's like god hates this and god hates that and it's like yeah god hates sin but dude but he loves people and he loves those who were created in his image which is all of us like he died for the whole world not just yeah. for just these guys who got their crap together right now but no he died for the whole world right Oh man. And it, it's sad that a lot of us when when thinking of that, that's not what we see, but instead we see people who are who we think more of like, no, they're under the reign of terror of God in which he <laughs> in which we are his slaves to him that are just obeying his will, not because we want to or desire to, but because we're being forced to. <laughs> and we have no because no, we're brainwashed apparently. Right. <laughs> um but, but we're not. <laughs> but I I have this verse from um these few verses from Galatians that I think really ties in to the idea of God the Father and someone who is loving and caring and not one who is trying to really roll over us with a with an iron fist. So it says, The right time came. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father, now you are no longer a slave but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Game changer. Right there. <laughs> favorite, favorite verses right there. And so Derek, like you were, you were even mentioning like, like when you were taken to the skate park uh, and the way that your dad was viewing you there in this environment is you, you would sometimes have these, these thoughts of seeing him and how he would view you or you would view him as kind of like how you felt like your initial relationship with God was at first. Could you expand on that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, sometimes people have a hard view of God because they hear God described as a father, and God is a father, and the Bible even says, like, what kind of father? Like, he has good gifts for his children. Like, if you know how to give good, good, give good gifts to your children, like, how much more does God, your father in heaven, know how to give you? But some people will say, well, well, my father was like this, and so I, I can't imagine a father being good, or I can't imagine a father being trustworthy or being whatever. And right. and the, I don't know, man. Like I mean, I always dealt with that. My, my dad's a good dude. Like I'm never saying anything negative about that. But but growing up, I remember when I played baseball, I'd always say, "Dad, like, can, he, can we go outside and play catch real quick?" And he'd be sitting on the on the couch, like watching TV or something like that. After he got off work, and he'd be like, "Oh, give me give me five more minutes." And five minutes would pass, and I'm just playing catch outside by myself. And then I'm like, "Dad, are you ready to play 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 catch now?" And I uh, wait, just wait till the show's over. It's like another half an hour later. And I'm just like, dang. And I'm just like sitting around waiting for my father. And I describe God in this way. Whereas, whereas I'm trying to drag my dad outside to do something with me. God is that father who's saying, yo, yo, yo Derek, Derek, do you, you want to go outside? And do you want to go play catch? Like he's asking us to go on an adventure with him yeah. rather than us trying to beg for his attention. He's like, dude, you got my attention. Like, dude, I created you. I know every little thing about you. I have the hairs of your head numbered. Like I have, Thoughts of you that outnumber the grain of sands on a seashore. Like, that's what I got for you. And when I realized that, I'm like, dude, I can approach God about anything. And I know that he wants to hear from me. And again, that's not to throw my down in the bus, but it's just that comparison of like, we can, we're not waiting around for him all the time. He's the one waiting for us to make the first move and say, yo, you want to come to me? Cause I'm going to draw near to you right, right back, man. Yeah. But that's how, that's how God is. When I realized that that was the game changer for me. And I don't know. I, th- I think about all the time, like how 
we have these images that we hear from the media of like, again, God hates this, God hates that, but dude, he is full of acceptance at the same time. Like we, we are not called to judge people outside of the body of Christ. If someone does not know or have a relationship with Christ, like first Corinthians five twelve says like, dude, like, are you not to judge just those inside? Like what's your business judging people outside the church? Like our goal is not to condemn them. Our goal is to love them into the body of Christ. And so they can know who they are in him. They can know like, dude, God has called you to be a son. He has called you to be a daughter because God, he doesn't accept our sin. Like he takes us as we are as sinners. Our sin qualifies us to have a relationship with him. Like that's a crazy part of his character where it's like, he's not saying, oh yeah, sin. Yay. I'm all for it. He's saying, no, like I hate sin. But I'm choosing to love you because I want to die. I want to send my son to die for you to break down that wall of sin. Because what our sin does is when we have it in our lives and we choose to keep going back to the same things we struggle with day in and day out, it puts distance between us and God. Like he, Jesus died to break the power of sin, but still we have moments where we choose to bring it back in our lives. And when we do, it just causes distance. It gets, it gets harder to hear his voice. It gets harder to see him clearly because Mm -hmm. we're hindering our view. We're like trying to look at him like through a brick wall. That ain't happening. My, my, what I'm trying to say is, is like he loves you where you're at dirty rags and all, but he loves you too much for you to stay that same way. Now, when I see people say, well, I thought God hated this or I thought God, well, he doesn't love me because I'm this. It's like, Dude, like he has a plan for every single person. As I said before, that he died for the whole world, not just a couple, but all of them. He's accepting. He's loving. He want, He's in the business of redeeming all things and making all things new. And what I love most about God is that he picks us up out of the gutter, basically. And one illustration I love is uh, Jim Henson, founder of the Muppets. Dude, homie was sitting in his office one day and he looked at the trash can and saw a green piece of like felt sitting in the trash can. And he looked at that piece of trash and he said, huh, I can do something with that. And he picked up that piece of felt, got a ping pong ball, cut it in half and glued the ping pong ball pieces on the green felt. And he invented the iconic figure of Kermit the Frog. He literally was trash, but he took a piece of trash and made it into something that literally has made them millions, perhaps even billions. I don't even know. But God is the same thing with us where he says, I see you in the trash. I see you in the gutter. I see you just living this way of filth, but I see who you're going to be. I have a plan that's going to make you just blow your mind and make you something that's only I can do. Like he sees treasure inside us where we may only see trash because that's where we're choosing to just live our lives in the gutter, in the trash. But all to say, that's the character of God is that he is loving He's accepting. He loves us too much for us to stay the same way we are, but he sees the bigger picture. And he says, I came to give you a life more abundant, not for the enemy to continue to steal from you or to kill you or to destroy you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I came to give you a life more abundant and show you, dude, there's a way out of this because I bought you at a price so you no longer have to keep staying in that life of sin. He gives us a partner of the Holy Spirit. He says, I will give you a helper. So every day you don't have to fight the battle alone. That sounds like a kind of God that I want to, I want to walk with is the kind of God whose character says, I won't leave you alone. I'm here to be patient with you. I'm here not to be angry at you. Here's one verse I want to leave you guys with here before I switch over to Brandon again here. Psalm 103 verse eight says the Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to angry and filled with unfailing love. And that throws me back to that illustration of a father. It's like, he's a God is not just got a short temper of like, dude, stop 
pestering me all day. Like, stop yeah. coming to me with all your problems or stop telling me every little thing about your life. It's like, no, God wants to know everything about you. He knows it, but he wants to talk with you. He wants to dialogue with you. And he does say in, in Psalm 46, 1, that he is our refuge, our strength, and always ready to help in times of trouble. That's who God is. That's his character. Always loving, forgiving, and, and patient with us, which is the hugest part for me because I'm like, I feel like I'm just annoying and I don't stop talking like right now. But he's like, dude, I'm hearing you and I'm patient with you. Ugh. Dude, that, that surprisingly <clears throat> makes me think of my first Saturday at the end skate park. When I got there on that Saturday and was still like learning the ropes and how things were rolling, I was mostly just observing the skaters that we had at our park and the things that they were doing and seeing that they were like any other skateboarder at any other park. And one of the guys getting frustrated not landing his trick broke his board. It was a perfect skateboard still. Like it had maybe gone through a couple weeks of use, I could tell. Mm. And over on the sidelines of the park, I see a guy there who is um, a friend, um, a family member actually of, of uh, one of our guys here. He doesn't really skate. He brought his board, didn't step on it once while he was there, and it was as if he was just waiting for that moment. And as soon as that board snapped, he lifted it over the fence and extended it out to him, just waiting for him to take it. A full, complete, fresh board for him to take. And that's what I think of when I'm thinking of the character of God. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows his love for us while we are still sinners. And that's why Christ died for us. God cares. God seeks us out even when we're doing everything we can to be apart from him. Yet he is still there waiting, extending an offer to us, waiting for us to receive it. Dude, who, who does that? Like, who does that but God? <laughs> Dang. Well, there you guys have it. I mean, so again, these, these last few messages are kind of like big topics. Like, who is God and what's the character of God? Like, two huge things. We're, again, we're just scraping the surface. It's, this is just the iceberg of this big question. We're going to keep diving into this like in the upcoming weeks. I think next week we're talking about the Trinity, like what, who is, you know, God, the father, Jesus, the son, and the Holy spirit. Like what's that relationship and what does the Bible say about that? Yeah. We'll dive into this some more next week. Again, if you haven't checked it out, hop on the website for some devos on there. Um, check out the ones we have for the last couple of weeks. If you haven't checked them out, check out the podcast, old episodes. We have a special episode coming out. Uh, next week with our friend Garrett, uh, a.k.a. Dunk. He's leading a skate camp out in Colorado. So we have an interview with him coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, that's all I have for you guys. So see you next week whenever we go over the topic of what is the Trinity. Oh, yeah. Until then, guys, keep pushing forward.